good friend Wes is uh, back with us today. It's been a while. It has. It has been quite a while, and I'm pleased to be here. <laughs> Looking forward to the to the conversation that we're we're planned to have. We're planning to have it, but what we also plan to do, was, <clears throat> what we've just come in from, was a session at the gym. Yeah, um, down the road, we go to the gym together sporadically. How was the workout for you? <laughs> How was the workout? Well, every time I go to the gym with Curtis, it's a it's a proper workout. <laughs> <laughs> when I think I've, that's it, Curtis is oh no, you've got some more in you. Put some more on. But, but you do have more in you though, don't you? I do. That's what I need. Those the spiritual lesson in that you need each other to recognise. Actually, you've got another set in you. You've got another rep in you. Keep going. Keep pushing. Amen. I am uh, as one man. Yeah, another. absolutely, absolutely. So. It was it was a great session, apart from my your hand, your, your hand cramped up, didn't it? I know my hand. I couldn't straighten my finger, and I had to f- straighten it myself. <laughs> I see him doing, see doing this. What's going on? Yeah, I know. But, uh, but anyway, it was a good session, um, and that really it got us thinking about a topic that is probably going to be a bit ouchy, a little bit yeah. sensitive for many. Um, but I believe that you know the Holy Spirit will help us through this, mm. and if this is an ouchy topic for you. Um, praise God, and you know it's all it's all in love. Mm. But where's why did we go to the gym tonight? So I go to the gym to look after myself physically, but I also have a wider picture. Mm. I would say that I'm looking at, which is um, I want to be able to function as as a godly man, as a family man. You know, I've got children. I want to. I want to be able to run with my children and yeah. hopefully with my grandchildren, God willing. Mm. Um, so it it is for the greater purpose. That That is why. Yeah. So back in the day, I used to go to the gym. In fact, I used to work in the gym. Um, I used to work in Gosford Gym. If there's any locals, that's where I used to work. Wow. Impulse Fitness. Um, I loved it. I really yeah. did love it. But do you know the phrase, the body's a temple? Yes. Yeah. So you used to hear that all of the time. Before I worked in the gym, I used to go to the gym an old school spitting sawdust bodybuilding gym, right? Yeah. So when I was little, I had a weight issue. Um, I can laugh about it now. You know, you've got to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. Have you ever seen The Nutty Professor? The yes. The version, yeah. right? Yeah. You know the Hercules kid? Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. What? Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a spitting double at him. Oh. My mom was going to say, no, you weren't. You were just cute. He was a cute kid. Yeah. But I used to look like that, right? Um, yes, yeah. So, so I, so I look like they got that. any pictures of this? Well, I was camera shy, believe it or not, at the uh, time. Uh, so I was growing up, and it was safe to say that I did have an addiction to sugar. Yeah. Um, I did have a grandmother who used to fill us with sugar a lot, but it really went past just being a little bit overweight and became an issue, right? So when I got to fifteen, sixteen, my dad introduced us to this spit and sawdust gym, and in this spit and sawdust gym, there was a bodybuilder called Brian Barmer. Mm-hmm. Now, you couldn't make this up, you know. The guy used to, to walk in in a big trench coat. He used to have big glasses on, which were about that thick, because uh. he couldn't see a thing. Um, but he'd take off this trench coat, and the guy was at a cartoon character. He was absolutely stacked. Um, now, granted, he was a professional bodybuilder, and I wasn't there to get into that. I was there just to get fit. But he kind of took us under his wing and trained us up. Wow. And the body, they transformed pretty quickly. Um, it helped that I grew tall and all that sort of stuff. But um, 
I realized quite quickly that I became obsessed with mm. the gym. I became obsessed with bodybuilding. And I took the scripture, which is what it is, the body's a temple, as literally, this body's my house and I'm going to build it so it looks good, so I'm comfortable living here mm-hmm. and everyone's going to say, look at the house that he's, he's built. Yeah. That's basically what I did. But we know that the scripture doesn't necessarily mean that at all. No. If we take the scripture and read it for what it says, it says the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we used to look at it from a worldly perspective. Many Mm. people do. Again, it's good to be disciplined. It's good to look after yourself. It's good to keep strong and fit. However, we're here tonight to talk about the body being a temple of the Holy Spirit. And if you're in Christ, we want to encourage you to take this seriously because we talk about a lot of sin, don't we? Mm. Christians talk about a lot of sins. We can talk about how alcohol addiction would affect your body. We could talk about how sexual immorality would affect your body. Mm. But what we really don't talk about is how gluttony, mm. which is the excess desire of food and really not having any self-control when it comes to it, affects your body because that is a sin. Yeah. And... You know, I can relate in some ways. I I was the other end. I was the skinny kid growing <laughs> up. Um, and I, I got to an age where, I mean, I've always loved, you know, growing up, I, you, you'd idolise Rocky Balboa, mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, and, and those, the action men. Which is your favourite Rocky film? Oh, probably number three. Oh, three or four. Mr. Teo Drogo. Okay, no pain. No pain. No pain. Yeah. No pain. Yeah, no pain. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, man. No, no. And uh, so, I, I mean, Rocky, me and my brother, after watching a Rocky film, we would get up and would would spar each other and would be like, yeah, going to be the best. And, uh, and so I grew up loving sports, but I got to a point with bodybuilding um, obviously, I'm never going to be, you know, Mr. He-Man, big, huge thing, but I became obsessed with myself, and that is a worldly obsession. Yes. And, uh, and, and you know, when people would give you a compliment, you'd, you'd feel mint. Um, but it, it's, a wrong, it's a wrong obsession. But I also have the flip side of it, gluttony. Mm-hmm. Um I'm naturally, if I just don't have any discipline, if I don't focus my attention on on what I'm eating, how I'm living, I will naturally pile on weight. Like, mm. it is one point where I put six stone on, like, mm. really easily. I put on a lot of weight, and, and it, I was struggling with yeah. gluttony. But gluttony is a sin. It, 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 it is a lack of discipline. Yeah, so the root word of disciple, so we know that we are disciples of Christ, yeah. the root word of that is, <clears throat> believe it or not, discipline. Wow. So if you are saying that you're in Christ, he's called us to live a disciplined life. life. Mm. It says to take up your cross, count the cost, and follow him to crucify the flesh. Mm. So when we have all of these urges, when we have these desires – Discipline would say, and the many people, many fitness people, many worldly people, a lot of stoic people talk about discipline a lot. And a lot of people will applaud it and say, yeah, I believe it when it's 
stoic and it's worldly and it's fitness. But when a Christian says it, they get called legalistic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But mm. as how much more as those in Christ should we live a disciplined life? life? And that's what we're called to do. Yeah. Even the world commends discipline. Yeah. You look at... Um, David Goggins, if you, if, yeah, if you, you've yeah. seen him, he's one of the most disciplined man on the planet. He gets up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning, you'll go and do a 50 mile run and then you'll yeah. go and do a hundred pull-ups and he, he, everything about him screams discipline mm. and the world loves discipline, but it's not godly discipline yeah. at the same time. So there's a, there's an important distinction. What we're not seeing is be like these, no, for, for. you know, ultra disciplined worldly men. We're talking about, what you just related to, a disciple. Yeah. A disciple of what, or rather, who? A disciple of Christ. And what, where does that start? It starts in the heart. We're not just going to say, oh, right, you know, gluttony, you need to sort that out in, mm. in life. We're, we're looking at the heart of a Christian is we're saying, okay, the person is striving for discipline. Mm looking at every avenue of life. But it is important to consider, okay, why does it matter about exercising what I eat if I'm just following Christ? Surely it's about, you know, not swearing, not having yeah. too much to drink and not sleeping around, being faithful to my wife. Why does it matter? Yeah. You know how David Goggins is literally telling you, you are not controlled by your body. Yeah. You control your body. You decide what's going on. It's mind over matter and all that sort of stuff. That's fine. The world will applaud that. And actually, there's some real truth truth in that. But the Apostle Paul says, you know, he relates this to being athletes, to being boxers, to running the race. We know that as Christians, we are running the race, that we're here. And the, the race is won by those who endure. But it talks about discipline, spiritual discipline. Paul says this, he says in Corinthians, I believe, 1 Corinthians, he says, I strike a blow to my body, so I discipline my body, so that after I preach, I am not disqualified. Wow. That's what he says. He says, mm. the translation is literally, I beat up my body. So he's talking about boxing, and he's talking about um, competing and being an athlete and looking at the spiritual walk from that lens, and he says, look, my flesh... I'm going to beat that up. I'm going to put that into submission for the glory of Christ, for the glory of God. Mm. I'm going to do that so that I'm not disqualified, so that I'm not a hypocrite. So that yeah. when I preach the word of God, when I represent Christ, people aren't going, well, look at the state of you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, actually. You wouldn't go to the gym and take up a personal trainer mm -hmm. and look at him if he was absolutely morbidly obese and he go to for the session with him and he's sat there stuffing his face with burgers and he's drinking loads of full fat coke he just wouldn't do that and that's not because he's being judgmental you're just discerning the situation this man does not live or practice what he preaches there it is he doesn't practice what he preaches um you said something last week and it made us laugh so i'll let you say it again <laughs> <laughs> in the same way with the personal trainer, you if let's say you had, I don't know, some serious operation, like they needed to open up your 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 head or your you know your heart or something, and in comes a surgeon who says, "I'm your surgeon. I'm going to do this," and as he's talking to you, his hands are shaking, <laughs> and uh, and then he, he starts 
you know, drawing where it is on your body, but he, he, he draws it in a complete wrong place. You'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Nah, you're, you're not fit for this job. Everything about you in your body, in your appearance, in, in the way you are presenting yourself, you don't give me the assurance that you have the steadiest hands. You haven't been through what you need to be, go through in order to be ready to do the job. And just like that, as we are Christians and we are Christ representatives. Mm. Now, before we go any further, let's just think about that. If you're at work mm-hmm. and you put on your uniform, and you are to represent the company, there's mm. a standard, right? Mm. How much more when we are called to put on, the, when we're being given a robe of righteousness, yeah. when we're being given the Holy Spirit, we're being given the command to go and proclaim the gospel, we're being told to go and represent Christ, how much more should we take that seriously? Mm. And that's what we're asking you to do today. Yeah. Um, and I know people may get offended at that, but this is the gospel. Yeah. We're not saying this is a salvation thing. No. We're just saying that because we are saved, mm. it looks like something. But the reality is it 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 isn't right. Yeah. It it it's not that we're saying, okay, you must become a bodybuilder and look like this. No. What we're we're seeing is a heart should say, Okay, I ha- I need to examine this area of my life yeah. when it comes to food and exercise. What, for what purpose, which is what you are getting at, which is training your body in order to serve the Lord. Mm. That's the heart and the goal that we're striving towards. There was a, um, a very great example, you know, by Jonathan Edwards, mm. who is known as probably one of the greatest um, theologians in church history, bar the Apostle Paul. He, he used to make a journal... This is back in, I think, in the 1600s. He used to make a journal of what he ate, how he felt afterwards, yeah. whether he noticed that his mind was sharper or if it was sluggish. Mm. And therefore, he would control and just have the right amount in order to keep his body functioning in the optimal, like, you know, finely tuned engine. Not mm. that he was a bodybuilder. I mean, if you look at the paintings, he doesn't look like uh-huh. nothing like that. But he was a man who clearly wasn't overweight. His sole focus was on how can I be better at serving God mm. when I'm studying the word and, re- and preparing sermons and preaching. Yeah. So that he even looked at what he ate in the finest details. I'm not saying we'll have to be obsessive, but that it should inspire mm. you to say, okay, Maybe I should cut out high fat sugars, yeah. which we know with modern um, research that these do cause you to be sluggish. They yeah. do cause you to to have aches and pains and and heart problems yeah. and and so on. Your body, yeah, good problems. And I say the sat opposite, you know, because I'll be honest. I've let you be honest the whole time. People will look to me and say, "Curtis, you're a big guy. You carry it well." But actually, I've struggled not just when I was younger. Um, ask Mariam, she'll tell you, my wife, that actually, if I get going on sugar, I'll just binge it. Same. I will just absolutely binge it. And the Bible tells us, right, that we are to be a slave to nothing but Christ. Yeah. To be a slave, not to the flesh, not to the desires of it. You know, if you think about it, it's almost like being a dog on a lead. You get tugged and you're going to go, oh, I better go and do that. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to entertain the thought, you know, you don't have to entertain 
the temptation, whatever that is. You don't mm-hmm. have to listen to the flesh. For example, if, you know, let's say a bird. We live in Newcastle. There's pigeons everywhere. If a pigeon landed on your head, right? Um, yeah. You would exactly that, right? whack it off. What you can do can be that weird person that we saw down in Leeds and just feed it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then what happens? All of the pigeons come on you and you just, you just literally are covered and you just feed them all. And so getting covered. Getting absolutely covered. You're not looking in a good condition. You're not looking the part, practicing what you're preaching. You are entertaining things that you, as a Christian, are not caught entertaining. You can shoo it away. And why do I say that with such conviction? And maybe um, people are saying, well, that's just insensitive to where I am. But what mm. I'm saying to you is we totally understand that some people have medical conditions. We totally understand that people are built different. We totally understand that people's situations um, and mindsets and mental health, whatever it may be, are there. Yeah. But we also understand that the scriptures tell us, and it's a promise of God, that if you are born again, you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and greater is he who is yep. in us than he who is in the world. See, you've got enemies, right? You've got the world, the systems of it. We live in it. You've got your flesh, which yeah. we're called to crucify, and you've got the devil, we are called to resist, and he will flee from you. Mm. see god has not left us alone he's mm. not sanctifying us and um, for no reason and he's not telling us to put the flesh to death <clears throat> by ourselves. exactly and that is going back to the, probably the start the the body is a temple of the holy spirit mm. so in in that with that focus in the mind we want to honor the holy spirit not ourselves it's not striving after an image and i mean it is nice to be able to fit into clothes that you know a lot more comfy and things like that they're not bad things but of of, of what we're looking at is actually seeing this body is the temple of the holy spirit therefore because the holy spirit is in me we should or we do have control mm. over temptations and sin yeah. god promises that there is a way of escape from temptations mm. that's not promising that we'll always have victories um so we're, we are sensitive to people um because we've, as we both confessed we've we've you know been there and struggled with it you know we want to share that yeah. um reality and say okay look how can we Better serve God. It is from the heart that the out out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the heart, your desire to serve yeah. God, that should also impact and reflect in your life. Absolutely. You know, people may able to say, "Yeah, but where's Curtis? God looks at the heart, not the external appearances." We say exactly. Amen. That's exactly what we're saying. If you take anything from this, you can take that God looks at the heart. He doesn't want us to have any idols. He doesn't want us to be slaves to anything but mm. Christ. And that is the heart of, of this issue. So what we're saying to you isn't, guys, be body beautiful. We're saying to be motivated, not just because it's January um, and you want to lose a few pounds. That's great. But we're saying be motivated for the cause of Christ, for the cause of the kingdom, for the cause that is set before you. Like Paul says, strike a blow to the body. Sometimes we can be so nice to mm. ourselves. We can beat ourselves up. Oh, look how fat I am. But we're so nice to ourselves that we can't say no. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So maybe this podcast will motivate you to, when you get those thoughts, take a captive, man, and drag it to the authority of Christ. 
so we can be better so, ambassadors yeah. of Christ. Amen. And that's it. And if nothing, there's any motivation, yeah. it should be that. Nothing. It, we we we've, were talking about our appearance, talking about clothes um, weeks back. When we are sharing the gospel, we don't want any distractions. Mm. What we're wearing, what we look like, including what we eat. We want the person looking in our eyes and as we look into their souls and we tell them Jesus, we tell them the gospel, mm. we want them to get that. Yeah. We want to be the best ambassador. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly right. So, whatever you do, here it is. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Yes. Do it for the glory of God. If you eat, do it for the glory of God. If you drink, do it for the glory of God. If you lift weights, do it for the glory of God. If you run, if you walk, cycle, it, swim. cycle. Yeah. I don't know, armchair aerobics, wherever you are, do it for the glory of God. Amen. And that's it. That should be our greatest motivation. It's a great call. It's a great conviction. It's a great way to see. You know what it is? I don't want to be a glutton. Mm. And I'm not talking about... Um, and I, I think I should probably just tag this on to the end, that you can be a glutton and not be overweight. Yeah, <laughs> you can hide it. Yeah, I was a glutton when I was a bodybuilder because I was obsessed with food. I was obsessed with what it did to my body. I worshipped the time that I ate. It's mm. not about your weight. It's about the heart. So, guys, I hope that has helped you. I hope it's challenged you. I hope it's given you a little bit of perspective. And listen, we need accountability as well. So, if you need that accountability in your fitness, um, reach out. Maybe we can help you. Maybe we can point you to the direction of some people. Um, I know a few from social media, mm. Christian personal trainers. Um, yeah, go and support a Christian yeah. personal trainer. Let's support one another. Amen. Amen. Right. God bless you. God keep you. And do it for the glory of God. See you soon.